The FSL Tonight Sports Flash is brought to you by Jaws 19. This time, it's really, really personal. Playing at the Hill Valley Holomax. Lions roar in Lattisport as an internal suspension of Bilbo Baggins keeps him out of the ring for Rivendell 4-3. Gallifrey in a huge upset as Arrakis can only worm their way into one goal in a 6-1 shellacking. Avengers smash Vulcan in a banner day for Bruce. Hulk notches both goals against puny Vulcan 2-0. Coruscant keeps it close but can't set phasers to kill San Francisco's playoff berth. 4-3 fed over Empire as the two captains earn the right to beam up to the playoffs. All that and more coming up on FSL Tonight. 790 Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio. Coming up, was Tom wrong to bet against Lannisport? Sorry, Tom, we can't hear you over the roar. Yeah, yeah, and the Federation clinch as they stay on target and blow up the Empire. FSL Tonight starts now. It was 3 a.m. when I heard the sound. Welcome to FSL Tonight, Week 8 Action. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Justin Robert Young. And boy, oh boy, do we have some stuff to talk about tonight. We got our first playoff berth clinched. We got a few upsets, a few surprises. <sighs> All right, let's start by getting Rivendell at Lannisport yeah. out of the way. The Lannisport Lions have put themselves in a position, and granted today they had some help. They had a huge gift basket arrive direct from Arrakis, but... They have put themselves in position to finish as the number one seed in the playoffs. Oh, well, let's just not count our today. chickens before they hatch here, all right? They look great today, Tom. They look absolutely fantastic. The Tyrells have been the shot in the arm that this team needs. This is the mastermind, the genius, the man who poops playoff berths. <laughs> Tyrell Lannister's grand plan come to fruition. I will grant you that the Tyrells are playing an amazing game. They, I would argue they're playing their own game, but it's an amazing one, and it's benefiting Lannisport right now. Uh, I know I sound like I'm beating the broken drum to mix some metaphors, yeah. but... Every time Lannisport wins, it's not because of Tywin's genius. It's because oh, fate here we go. Here arranged we go. things okay. to their benefit. Who was not playing for Rivendell this week? Bilbo Baggins, who has carried this team this far, suspended by Thorin Oakenshield for misuse of team property? You get your star player out of the lineup because of misuse of team property? That's why Lannisport wins this game. I'm sorry. I, I, all right. That is a... That is the worst kind of argument because you know and I know. We've both been covering this league for a long time, Tom. This time of year, bad teams are bad for a reason. They start to bicker with each other. And this, what's happening in Rivendell right now is a disgrace. It is something that should be examined for years to come from teams that are at this level of competition to see what happens when success comes too early in the season. They took down that dragon, and it has not been the same since. But they have been at each other's throats, and now Bilbo Baggins suspended internally? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with your analysis of Rivendell. They peaked too early. Uh, 
they sure you, you take down the dragon, you beat the Avengers, but you didn't beat the real Avengers, and they, I think they let that go to their head, and that's why I'm saying Lannisport squeaks by on something that's outside of their control every time. Okay, Thorin Oakenshield right now is the example that you need to look at at a player who is not the same after he gets the big payday that he wants. He cashed in after that Avengers game. He finally had what he wanted, what had motivated him. He was in a contract year. He got paid, and now look at him. Oh, when he, he is got, power he, mad. He got greedy, and he took it out on Bill Bell Baggins to Rivendell's detriment. But I'm telling you, a team that just relies on uh, fate for okay, their benefit okay, okay. cannot be expected to, to make it all the way to the end. How far is Lannisport out of first? Right now, one right game. Now, one game. Who are they playing next week? They're playing. Who are they playing next week? They're the playing the Arrakis, Arrakis sandworms. sandworms, who they are currently. In case you don't have the eyesight to look at the schedule and the standings, is the team that is one game ahead of them. I'm not going to begrudge you the conspiracy theory that bad things happen to enemies of the Lannisters. However. Well, are you going to bet against that now, that ultimate victory and the number one overall seed, not only in their conference, but in the FSL in general, is within grasp of Tywin Lannister? You are going to bet against that? Valar Margulis, Justin. <laughs> they can only flip this coin and have it end up in their favor so many times. I, I and, that, and next week could be that time. Arrakis, this week, accepted, and we'll get to that, uh, is is a force to be reckoned with. That's a real empire. That's assuming there. that you don't have a double-sided coin. All right, and we, I am not going to put it past Tywin Lannister to not stack the deck in his odds. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. We actually have a Lannisport uh, fan on the line. Go ahead. Hey, you guys. This is Veronica. Don't lions merit. I cannot believe you were still betting against them. Check the standings. Five wins, three losses. All season, Lannisport has been steadily taking back the West, and they will go all the way. You know why? Tywin Lannister is a genius. Listen to Justin Robert Young, because, Merritt, your words are wind, bitch. All right, all right, enough already. I mean, these fans are excited. They are here to dominate the playoffs, and I believe that they will do it. All right, let's talk about the Arrakis Sandworms because uh, what an uh, interesting game. Uh, it did not end up being what Arrakis wanted. They could have clinched this, a playoff spot this week as well. They did not. Uh, but the more interesting part of this game to me is Gallifrey. The doctor always looks different from week to week. Usually in practice you get a hint of what to come. But this week we were seeing in practice a rather stylish, intelligent team player out there. And then a midweek injury. Uh, he's out. Yeah, he's out for a couple weeks. He comes back late practice. He's a loner. He's a swaggerer. I don't want to say he's a ball hog, but his play was fantastic against Arrakis. And he paired extraordinarily well with Rose Tyler, who's somebody that uh, really came into her own. Has looked lost many times during the season. But However, he seemed to, to to find her, and they they executed their running game amazingly. Despite the fact that she has a propensity to run away from the play. She really, at times, cannot seem to follow exactly what the directions are, even if the directions are to just stay at a fixed point on the field. She and tends yet she's to always there to receive 
from the doctor and execute, and they win in the end. And that's what happened this well, year. Well, hey, they had a huge comeback. There were team, or there were experts, and you've, you've heard it all season, that were ready to leave this franchise for dead. And you could not ask for a better response than what Gallifrey gave you in this game. A 6-1, huge message. What does this say about Arrakis, though, Tom? This was a big opportunity for them, and they left it on the table. I, you know, I think the one thing Arrakis has had to worry about when, when they came into this with a 6-1 and one record is stagnation. Uh, you don't want to get too settled. You don't want to get too comfortable. You need to figure out how to perpetuate the control of the top spot for a long time. And this is a, this is a reminder. In fact, this may be a good thing for Arrakis. I agree a with clarion you. clarion call says, hey, you need to make sure that you plan for every possible eventuality. You can't just expect your reign to last forever. You think this was a trap game? Looking ahead to the the, the Lannisport uh, game the next week, I okay, caught up. Okay, maybe I wouldn't put it pack Iraq, put it past Iraq's strategy. Nobody plays to lose. Nobody ever plays. Oh to no, lose, no. But, uh, on a side note, Clara Oswald added to Gallifrey this week. Incredibly clever in her limited play in the first half. Uh, turned into something else in the second half and and just got destroyed. She left with an injury. Uh, I'm intrigued by what we saw though. Will we see her again? Do you think? When it comes to the Time Lords. I don't think anything's out of the question. No, absolutely not. All right, uh, obviously a couple other games going on. Vulcan at the New York Avengers. Uh, Vulcan just seemed to be playing against itself. I swear at one point the Avengers scored because Vulcan was too busy arguing its own strategy with itself. Vulcan is an absolute mess. I cannot wait until they are relegated and we no longer have to talk about them. Yeah. uh, And as for the New York Avengers, Bruce Banner has a hell of a day today. Hulks out, gets both goals in a 2-0 game. This was not a pretty one to watch. Avengers still looks like a team that doesn't quite know exactly who they are. But they're putting it together. I, I've, you know, we 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 got uh, Steve Rogers on there. We've got Tony Stark. Now they Bruce were there. Banner back. They're starting to uh, they're starting to come together. Here. It would be charitable to say that Tony Stark looked interested in this game when uh, he took a look at the competition across the field. Steve Rogers, obviously a very workmanlike player, setting a good example as he has wont to do. No Thor in this game, but they didn't really need anybody. They yeah. needed the Hulk. The Hulk showed up. And I'll tell you what, in this division, a disinterested New York Avengers team looks like a lock for that second playoff berth. Absolutely. And the playoff berth does go to the San Francisco Federation. Kirk and Picard on the field at the end of this one at the same time working together. Uh, they teamed up on Vader and just shut Coruscant down, although just in time. This was not an easy one. You were surprised while we were watching this here at the studio that this one was so close, but I keep telling you, these are fan bases that simply don't like each other. These are players that simply don't like each other. You throw out the records when it comes to the Federation and the Coruscant Empire. And for Federation fans, aside from beating Vulcan, especially with, with, with whatever's going on there, it's not really satisfying to beat a disorganized Vulcan team. Is there a team? And I want everybody go ahead to FSLtonight.com. Chime in on, uh, on, on, on the comments here for this episode. Is there a team that it is sweeter to beat than the arrogant, self-important fans 
of the Coruscant Empire. They that yeah. just think that their their franchise is so storied and and that the Federation is just too ponderous and boring. I think for Federation fans, this is a triumph. And honestly, the way Kirk sacrificed himself in his own play uh, to allow Picard to lead that team to victory mm-hmm. at the end of this one was just inspiring. And I, I'm not going to pick sides the way you are here. Uh, Course and Empire have some great fans, but that was that was a, a much more selfless act than you'd ever see from uh, the Empire. Oh, certainly so. Uh, I think the, the course on empire has made a history, uh, and some might, and again, I don't want to get into a religious thing, but it would, it has been demonstrated that Coruscant likes to throw their leaders under the bus before sacrificing for them. It is simply the way that the empire rolls. And I'll tell you what, the Empire is looking at Rivendell right now and saying, well, what's the big deal? Yeah. Well, of course, it sacrifices with, with no regard for the consequences sometimes. In this case, uh, Kirk made a difference. Yeah. He really did. Uh, Would you say yeah. the way Arrakis looked this week, the way the Federation looked this week, they are leading at the moment their respective divisions? Who looks more impressive Next week, I have to say the Federation looks more impressive because right that division is That's, garbage. Yeah, but Federation is a super team. They they are, uh, and uh, Coruscant is good enough that you maybe couldn't tell it as obviously if they'd been playing a weaker opponent. Uh, but but I think it will be told next week. Let's let's take a look at the record or the uh, schedule for next week. Ooh, it's another tough one, though. The New York Avengers at San Francisco. If the Avengers keep pulling together, this is going to be another franchise battle. It's not that they hate each other, but these are some big names. You would wish that, uh, you know, Coruscant or Vulcan would even make a effort to be involved in this race because there's not quite going to be the kind of drama that there should be, and especially if you look at what the other marquee game of the week in the Western Division, when you look at two teams at the top battling for supremacy, New York can afford to lose this. San Francisco might not even play their starters now that they've uh, clinched a playoff game, so a playoff berth. So we'll see going forward, uh, you know, what, what this means. But- yeah. I think it means a lot more for the Avengers to play this week than Coruscant's probably going to get a win. So the Avengers need a win. Yeah. But the Federation are not going to relax. I, I, I think they will play their starters. I think they will play this through. Uh, and, and that could be bad news uh, for the Avengers. Although, right now, New York at 4-4, four and four, Coruscant at 3-5, and five, uh, it's, it's going to go down to the last week there. On the, in the other division, though, we've got Riven, here's the barn burner. We've got Rivendell at Gallifrey. Oh, okay, can we just give that to Gallifrey at this point? The way they're playing, <sighs> this looks like a different team. The Doctor today, he was playing in a style that is current, that is groundbreaking. Yeah, he has been a traditional force. I mean, look at him in week one. Look at the difference between the Doctor this week and and who we saw in week one. Now, granted, week one was a legend. It was a classic style of play then. Now we are looking at a new look. Uh, You know, you hate to say, but he's... He's playing with some fire behind his eyes. It yeah. looks like he it's almost like he's playing for someone that he's lost, you know? 
Yeah, and 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 I think we're going to continue to see that. So I was playing call, angry. Playing uh, he angry. really is. He really was. He definitely was in week eight. Uh, so get, let's call Gallifrey a win at Rivendell. So that would put Gallifrey. You, know, you don't know though. I, uh, well, I, that would put Gallifrey up. Uh, they're right now four and four. So if they win against Rivendell, it's five four. Now Rivendell could upset us, but let's just set that aside for a moment for the sure. real battle here, which is Arrakis at Lannisport. Arrakis six and two, Lannisport five and three. Uh, and this is this is where the rubber meets the road. And I'm calling it right now, Justin. This is where all of those decisions are going to come back to haunt. Tywin Lannister. And who are you? The sandworm ah, said. Don't, don't that start raining your cast of so on me. This is the crowning achievement for Tywin Lannister. They will come into a tie for first place. And by the end of this regular season, we will have the Lannisport Lions as the number one seed in the FSL. Book it. Now, I will say. Send the Raven now. We're going to have San Francisco. We're going to either have New York or Coruscant. We're going to have Arrakis. Coruscant's not making the playoffs. Arrakis is at least going to get a playoff. not making the playoffs. So so maybe it's New York. Gallifrey's got a shot, but is there any doubt about relegation? Usually we're we're making a lot more out of relegation. Vulcan's gone. I think we've all, uh, we we hate, maybe hate to admit it, but they're they're one in seven right now. Yeah. Yeah. they're done. They're pretty much done. I mean, they would have to win both of their last games in course and not win the last games for there to even be a tie in the I Eastern think Division. that there They've... are members of that team that are praying for relegation. This is a failed team. Now, Rivendell, on the other hand, at least has a shot here. They're only 3-5. and five. Gallifrey's 4-4. Four and four. So they're not that far out, but they just seem like they can't put it together. Are we going to see the Fellowship out, out as well? If they keep playing like this, we will. Yeah. That's too tight of a division. I mean, th- there is a team that might get relegated that would make the playoffs in the East. Here's, a, here's the other question. If Rivendell were to put it together and end up 5-5, five and five, who goes? Is, do you, uh, does a 500 team leave? Or do we see Gallifrey one and out? <sighs> I mean, that's up to the commish. That's up to Selden. We'll, ha- we'll have to... You know, listen. Well, to, conceivably, Gallifrey could lose their last two games and go four and six. Yeah. Uh, again, I think any of these teams in the Western Division would make the playoffs in the East. Yeah. Uh, the elevation vote, by the way, we should mention is open, uh, as mm-hmm. has become tradition. Uh, one team is uh, res- uh, is elevated into the FSL for next season based on fan vote. Yep. The uh, bottom teams in each division are relegated and will no longer play in the FSL next year. The other team, uh, if so, so go vote first of all. Yeah. FSLtonight.com is the place to go if you want to catch your vote. The other team will come out of the elevation tourney. Uh, which has begun the 512K round. The Washington Walkers surprisingly made it this far, just devouring their mm-hmm. opponents. Uh, seem to be handled with experience, though, by the Castle Black Ravens. Tell you what, uh, hardworking men and women, or men, sorry, of the Castle Black Ravens. Uh, Tom had the Republic City Benders oh, wrong yeah. last week. I'm never going to live this day. Not the robot, Tom. He was thinking, of course, about the new New York Belgian Benders. Meanwhile, the Crystal Tokyo Sailors and the Ponyville Phillies had an epic 1-1 tie. But boy, Tom, was it adorable. It sure was. That was cute. 
Uh, so we'll keep you up to date on the elevation tourney as it continues, once again, governed by algorithms. So it's kind of hard to tell you where the teams stand at we any no point idea. unless you have a doctorate in mathematics. But FSL action is easy to follow. Go to fsltonight.com, answer Justin's question, make your vote known, look at the standings, get ready, because week nine is coming. We're barreling toward the playoffs, Justin. The playoffs are here. There are teams next week that are fighting for their lives, especially in the Western Division. Be here to watch Tom eat Raven as the Lannisport Lions move into a tie for first place. We'll see you next week. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.